Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, June the 8th in 2021 on When I Rise. We are currently in year B, proper week six, which is the third Sunday after Pentecost. In the Revised Common Lectionary, this is the ordinary time, this long stretch of time in the church year between Pentecost and the coming of the Advent season. And so we, on the Tuesday of the week, we like to take a look at what psalm they have selected for the week. There's a couple, and so we might get to the the second one on Wednesday. I'm still deciding which one to cover on Wednesday, but today we'll cover Psalm 20. So let me read all of Psalm 20, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme. Thanks for making this party morning on Winter Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 20. For the director of music, a psalm of David. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift high our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Now this I know. The Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the king. Answer us when we call. This is the word of God for us. I think we have a complicated relationship with leaders in our culture and time because on the one hand like we know a whole lot about a leader's life and they know nothing about us right like we know uh, the things that they say um, when they are angry and they would like to take back but they can't because everything is recorded right uh, we know if they overspend on something at least in our, to, in our perspective if they spend an exorbitant amount of dollars on hair grooming or something like that we take that into account and we kind of shade their image of an idea of who we think they are. But I think at the same time, um, leaders can benefit a lot uh, from us without giving much in return. We particularly see this in the faith community uh, where someone can uh, say that they're a member of a church and all of a sudden they get all this uh, fealty from the faith community, but perhaps they never actually attend that church or they never actually participate in the things that are going on there, or they would not even give it, you know, a time of day to a leader from that church if the leader from that church wanted to, I don't know, give them some admonition about how they're leading, either either in error or in encouragement. And so we have this interesting dilemma with leaders, but leaders are here to stay. And so one of the things that we ask ourselves again and again is, how do we orient ourselves to leaders? Um, how much authority do we give them? How much uh, grace do we give them before we begin to imagine that maybe somebody else should take their place if they're defaulting upon uh, their leadership and accountability because of the authority that's given to them, right? Like it's it's an ongoing question. It's something that we're always going to wrestle with because at the end of the day, when there's a group of people wanting to move a certain direction, we seem, we seem to have this mechanism within human culture, which is to select somebody out from among us to be set apart to be a leader or the leaders among us. Well, it was the same in the na- nation of Israel as well. And 
for whatever reason, the leader was set apart by God, and people looked at their leaders as one who was set apart by God, and so they had this great um, admiration for the leaders that God had set out before them. The reason I linger here for a moment is because Psalm 20 and then the one after it, Psalm 21, are what they call royal psalms. They're somehow songs sung to God because of the leaders that that, uh, God installed among them. And so you see in the first stanza of this psalm uh, that the urgent request from the songwriter is that the Lord would answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Well, so we ask the question, who is you? And it seems like from scholarship that the you here is the leader that God had installed among them. And it's just simply the fact that perhaps the major need of the people of Israel throughout the entirety of the Old Testament story is that they wanted to be protected from foreign armies invading them. And the king in the time of ancient Israel wasn't just one who sat in a boardroom or an office in a palace somewhere and would give orders and wouldn't go out with his army, but they would actually go with the army. They would face the enemy face to face. The one time that David didn't uh, was a time that he got himself in trouble and history now shows that it was an incorrect thing for him to do. And so there was a lot of pressure upon kings in Israel to be protected. And so here are the people of Israel. They have a need, they wanna be protected. They don't wanna be harmed by foreign armies. The king was put in place to be like the the firewall between them. And so they would pray to God for the king's protection. And so the first stanza is this desire for blessing to rest upon the king. And then it ends with, may the Lord grant your request in verse 5. And then there's like a bit of a pivot, a key change in verse 6. Now this I know. So the, the psalmist now goes from addressing you as in a king to now speaking an affirmation uh, from their life. So this might have been a priest, someone who is uh, saying a benediction over a worshiping community in the temple worship. Uh, but it says, Now this I know, the Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. And then there's this pledge towards not putting their trust in temporary things, but to put trust in the name of the Lord their God. And part of that trust was to trust that whoever God selected as their leader, that God would somehow empower that leader uh, to lead them forward. And so here is, once again, plunging into the mystery of what do we do with leaders. We know from the scripture's history that most leaders in Israel were not great leaders. They actually led their people down the wrong paths and led them astray to worship foreign gods and false idols. And they um, they were some t- sometimes very egocentric and they uh, had a lavish life while the rest of their people were starving to death. And so um, this is a complicated thing. Here's like a psalm, like giving this great pledge of allegiance uh, to a king, but sometimes the king wasn't so faithful. And so what shall we say about this? I guess we could say this. We need to conclude that God will always pave the way for leaders to lead among us, that we should do the best that we can to support and encourage the leaders among us. And we know that God searches hearts and minds. We saw this yesterday in the passage from 1 Samuel, that if a leader is not fit, at the the proper time, God will bring somebody else to replace them. And so we should not have blind loyalties towards our leaders, but we shouldn't live in an ever a defense against leaders and take them up on so many minuscule and footnotey things, right? We should say in a mystery, God will protect uh, both the leaders from things that would prevent them from being great leaders among us and 
that if they're unfit to lead, that God will find a way uh, through the mechanisms in place uh, to, to remove them, hopefully in a gracious way, and to bring somebody else up in uh, the wake of their leading so that they can, that, that, you know, leaders and God can continue to lead God's people into a desired future. So let's offer a prayer for our leaders that God would protect them, that they would lead uh, with humble and gentle hearts, and uh, that God would ultimately continue to sift the souls of leaders and to make them the best servants as possible. So let's spend some time praying for our leaders this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we confess to you today that we tend to land in a couple of extremes when it comes to leaders. On the one hand, we are just uh, way too trusting and we show way too much allegiance towards earthly leaders. Uh, we think that they will change everything. Uh, we have high hopes for them and uh, we defend them sometimes when their actions are defenseless. And so would you forgive us if we have put leaders in the place where only you can dwell and exist. And God, we also confess that the other extreme is we don't ever trust leaders. We um, encumber their progress. Uh, we challenge and critique them in harsh and unhealthy and, and impossible ways. And so God, would you forgive us? And we, we simply embrace the idea that there will always be leaders among us. There's always gonna be someone who's more in charge than we are. And so as we embrace that idea, um, we simply pledge our trust in you, that you uh, set up leaders and you uh, remove them and replace them at your own wisdom. And so we em embrace what you're doing in the world around us. God, we pray for the leaders in our churches and our organizations and our political systems um, and our judiciary, all the places that have leaders who hold authority that when they say things, things happen. And we say that in a mystery, you hold it all together. And so we ask that you'd help us to have uh, simply a nuanced perspective on this. They would be open to how you use an array of type of leaders, but you'd also uh, help us uh, not to turn our minds off. And I pray that we might be able to provide the subtle accountability that's needed as leaders lead among us. We thank you ultimately that Jesus, you are the shepherd and the overseer of our souls. And we know that we can trust you. And so we pledge our trust in you today. And we ask that you give us a great patience with all the other leaders in our life. God, for those of us who are leaders, I pray that you give us wisdom and that you help us to lead like Jesus, the humble king um, who laid down his own life uh, for the people that he loved. I pray that we would lay down our lives in a hundred different ways as well. So God, we love you. Help us in this area of our life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>